episode 68 of the Smallville episode Blue. I'm your host, Derek Russell. And I'm Stuart Bubble. Hey, Stuart, how are you doing? Not too bad, man. Uh, Stuart won our Phantom Zone, Trapped in Phantom Zone contest, usually from early this summer, and the grand prize was to win a guest co-host spot on, on House Bell. And Stuart uh, was, I guess, lucky enough to win. I don't know if you call that lucky or not, but uh, he made out with the winning spot. There are still people email because there's the prizes that haven't been dispersed. I haven't gotten all the prizes from Warner Brothers yet that were supposed to go to people. So when those come in, you will. De- I've got all your addresses. You'll definitely get your respective prizes for all of you that um, try to do that contest. So I appreciate you um, doing this today, Stuart. Everything going okay in your neck of the woods? Well, doing great. Uh, great episode last night. And, uh, just sucks we have to uh, wait a while for the next one. Blue was an amazing episode, and we had, we have to wait like 26 days until Gemini airs. But uh, I think that cliffhanger that they left us in the last couple of minutes with last night was going to make for some uh, gripping television when we return. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this episode, I, like I told you earlier, that uh, it uh, really made me hate commercials again since uh, Pride Bizarro, as far as uh, leaving on the edge of your seat each commercial break. So I rarely ever yell at the te- television, but I was definitely doing so last night. But before we get into talking about Blue, we've got a little bit of She News to go over with you right now. One thing is, we did bring back Shoe 2. Uh, I know you're all wondering why we kind of started that and it never went anywhere, but it's has back now. Steve, uh, my new co-host, and I did Subterranean uh, a couple of days ago and released it, so it's up now. And I think we kind of decided what we're going to do is actually, at the end of each episode, we will play the trailer, the original Smallville trailer, if I can always find it, for the next episode we do, but we're not going to tell you what it is. So if you can guess that episode, you'll be able to uh, figure out which episode we'll be doing next. Cool. Uh, So I did put the trailer, I'll give you a hint, it's a season one episode at the end of Subterranean. It's a trailer all the way back from season one from the WB. So if you can figure out what that is, you'll know what the next uh, episode is going to be. It's actually going to be with Chuck from Krypton Fan. He's going to be doing running commentary on that episode with me, so be on the lookout for that. Um, sometime next week, probably. I also want to mention that there is not going to be a House of L episode next week. Uh, it is the week of Thanksgiving, and I'm going to be out of town and not going to have the magical phone device with me that <laughs> enables people to be transported into the room here with me. So we we won't be having a House of L, but that's okay, because there's not going to be a whole lot going on in the Superman Smallville world with Smallville on hiatus, and this writer's strike seems to be um, moving along uh you know, full steam ahead, so I don't think we're we're going to have just a whole lot to discuss. We're going to pack a lot into today, and a week after that, we will come back uh, with a huge episode, so there's not going to be an episode next week, so just keep that in mind. Also, I did a cool little thing. There's a shoe widget available. Uh, I'm not down with the lingo. A widget is a cool little gadget for your computer. This, this shoe widget, I like saying widget. It's a fun word. You ever, you ever just go around saying it, Stuart? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your widget on? Widget. How you doing with your widget? Always a widget and the, with the widget and the, and the whatnot and the widget. You can put this on your website, like your Facebook account or your MySpace, whatever you want to do it. It's not working so well on personal websites. I don't know. Steve got it working on Geek Out Loud or geekoutonline.com, excuse me. But some sites it's not working too great on. But what this does is it's got the shoe logo at the top and then it tells you all the recent shoe posts from our website, houseofelpodcast.com. So you can just click on, you know, if you see something on this website and you're like, hey, 
episode 69's up, you know? Let's check that out. And you click on it, and it takes you to the site. So that's a really cool thing that uh, I know it works on Facebook and MySpace, definitely. So if you want to, you know, put that on your permanent sidebar, you, you can have that to uh, toy with. But that's all going on right now. She, the big stuff with Smallville right now, and Smallville knows, is Smallville is, of course, on hiatus. We saw that uh, with the end of last night's episode, Blue. Really, uh, was really all the episodes so far have been so great, and then now that, you know, with that uh, cliffhanger they left us, it's, uh, it's going to be a really long, hard wait to, um, for the next episode. So Extremely. Sure they probably will, you know, they probably, I'm sure they won't disappoint us with, um, with the great stuff they had so far. So Gemini should be a huge episode. What I'm a little bit bummed about is the CW had announced last week that they were going to show Bizarro, a rerun of Bizarro, this upcoming Thursday, actually Thanksgiving night, they were going to show. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be Thanksgiving. They were going to show Bizarro, and now they're showing a. Um, I thought this was just in my local CW, and I got mad because I wanted to watch Bizarro again. But then I looked, uh, and then Craig confirmed on Krypton, Krypton side that this is actually going to happen everywhere. That they're showing a Hillary Duff movie, um, oh, which nice. terrific. I know that's what I want to watch on Thanksgiving night. <laughs> uh, but I mean that that sets my day in motion. I want my It's a Wonderful Life. The dog show and my Hillary Duff movie, um, just all in one lump sum. No Bizarro, please. Don't don't show me Bizarro at all. That was a horrible episode. Why why watch that? Why again? would why would we want to see Bizarro? Why would you why would you force us to watch this? You know, let's you know they're gonna put on Craving instead or something. They're gonna put on some great season one episode for us to watch. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that affects the following week that we're gonna do a repeat of Kara. So I don't know if they're just pushing off Bizarro and then. Because it was going to go Bizarro, Kara, um, and Fierce, and then we were going to come back with Gemini. So I don't know if that's just they're just going to push Bizarro and Kara off yet or not. Um, no details at this time. So there's no Supernatural airing either right now. Uh, bummed a little bit because I do like the reruns, and it does give them an excellent place to throw in a trailer for you know Gemini coming up soon, but they're not going to do that. So Gemini comes on December 13th. And that seems like a long way off, probably because it is. Uh, it's a long time to wait for an episode, and I'm, I'm just, oh man, that that cliffhanger last night just got me wanting to see, you know, what's gonna happen so bad. It's one, of, I think it was one of the best uh, mid-season cliffhangers ever, and that's right up there with stuff like um, in Crisis when you see Lionel pointing the gun at himself. And then it goes to black, and we didn't come back for several weeks until that got resolved. And that was just an amazing way to end an episode. But we're, I'm getting ahead of myself because it was such an awesome episode. I want to talk about it so bad. Um, the other thing going on right now is they, Warner Brothers Home Video has re-released the Smallville DVDs. Have you seen this, Stuart? Yeah, I saw uh, things on the um, uh, Superman homepage. I see and go, oh man, I wish I hadn't already had all the DVDs already. I I forgot by myself once to see Mercy Reef because I. Haven't caught yet on um, iTunes yet, but uh, Mercy Reef is and it was it was an amazing premise for a television series, and they're bundling. That's Best Buy is bundling Mercy Reef, the Aquaman pilot from Alan Miles, with Justin Hartley as Aquaman as a bonus disc if you buy Smallville uh, seasons one through four. But what's cool about these seasons one through four is, and you can find these at Walmart or places now too, is they've gone back and re-released seasons one through four as the thin packs like season five and six are 
So all you, everybody that was mad because seasons one through four were like the thick packs, and then five and six have been a lot thinner. Now you can go and back and have your whole set. The normal, you know, they look proportionate to each other. I guess would be the right way of saying that. Which I think is cool that they've gone back and done it because even like my season three and four are just like devastated. The glue has that if that's the only choices we're getting, it's either the the fall apart pack from seasons one through four, or it's the easy scratch case from seasons five and six. So it's win lose, you know, it's lose lose either way you go on this. But yeah. um, I, I don't know if I'm going to pick these up. Everybody keeps asking me like what I'm going to do. Like if like they're looking at me like, well, we'll do what you think is right, and I'm like. I'm waiting on an HD announcement myself before I rebuy any of these seasons. My discs are still working fine. So I really don't... Even though they're $15, which is great. You know, Amazon's got them really cheap. Best Buy's got them for $14.99. Plus, you get Mercy Reef Pilot on DVD. While that's an amazing buy, I'm just... I'm waiting on some announcement for HD on whether or not I'm going to rebuy these sets or not. Even though Season 5 and 6 are out on HD and I haven't picked those up. I've got standard versions. But I'm, I'm thinking when they redo that, I'll I'll definitely get seasons one through four. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Plus, I don't think the wife would let me go and uh, spend more money on more DVDs. I hear you. you gotta gotta save it somewhere. But yeah. th- that's all that's going on right now. So let's jump into uh, wow. Where to even begin with last night? That was one of the coolest episodes. I had no complaints, like really, and I, people. I think people sometimes say, "Oh, you're just saying that because you you run the DVD and stuff." And no, you know, I'm not altering my perception of the show at all. That was a terrific episode. Yeah, I was. I was amazed. I it was probably halfway through the episode. And I'm going, they can't possibly put any more into this episode. And I look at the clock, and it's only seven thirty. I'm going, my God, you know we got a lot more ways to go here, and it was just, it, like you said, it was just unbelievable. Well, that scene with um, Kara that we actually saw a couple of days ago via Sprint, it was, uh, you know, where she's laying in, and you know, in, out in the middle of nowhere, well, not in the middle of nowhere, but she's laying in traffic, and it's pouring down rain, and she's got amnesia. I figured that was, like, one of the last thing, like, maybe one of the last two scenes of the episode. There were still 17 minutes left in the episode when that came on. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "What else are they gonna do?" <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the whole, the whole. Uh, uh, I'm jumping ahead here, but the whole uh, Clark's punishment from Jarrell was a um, completely out, out of left field for me. I wasn't even expecting him to even go back to the fortress. It was me too because I'd heard Terrence Stamp was not going to be in this episode, and apparently it worked out otherwise. But I thought I had heard because of Stamp's filming on uh, Valkyrie with Brian Singer right now. That, that he wasn't going to be in this episode, and that by the time Clark got to the fortress and stuck the crystal on the console, I figured releasing Zorel suppressed Jorel, and you just wouldn't be able to hear his voice, which that may have happened while the crystal was in there, because obviously before he puts the crystal in, he talks to him, and then afterwards he still talks to him, but I figured that would be how they cleared that up, but it was awesome. We got two scenes with Terrence Stamp last night, which was great. Um, but oh, I, I would go ahead and say a rating ahead of time, five out of five, even as a result of the lowest grant stuff, which yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. Oh my gosh. Uh, but when the episode starts out, Clark is sitting uh, in the living room of the Kent house and he's looking at the picture of Laura from two weeks ago, um, that she took of herself when she originally came to earth with Kara and he's, he, Kara comes in and she's been, um, surfing with Jimmy that I don't know that was 
That seemed kind of funny to me. But, um, she, you know, Clark says, have you ever felt like your parents were calling out to you? And she says, you know, all the time, but my parents are always with me. And, uh, I'll tell you what, in the morning, I'll tell you all about your mom. Anything you want to know. And she calls her Laura L., which doesn't really mesh perfectly. There's some incidents, incidents where, um, She's called Laura L, but mostly she's Laura Lorvan is her Kryptonian yeah. name. But and then there's some where she did in Laura Lorvan L. So um, just to show she's a member of the L family, the House of L. I loved all the House of L references last night. I think they were just trying to keep continuity good, so people would recognize when he says Laura L, it would go with Jor L and Cal L and everything like that. But Kara goes on upstairs to go to sleep, and Clark hears his mother calling out from the barn. And not his mother, Martha. And, you know, he hears the voice of Helen Slater. So he goes to the barn, and there's this blue light shooting out from underneath the planks where he put Kara's crystal from a couple of weeks ago, which is a great homage to the old Superman movies. And then this, you know, this blinding light coming out of there and him hearing this voice and going towards the crystal. And, you know, he, he hears her saying, you got to save me. you, you got to help me. You must go to the fortress. And as soon as she says, you know, go to the fortress, the... Crystal just shoots out a beam of energy, and he's there automatically. Yeah, I, I was having a hard time figuring out if the crystal automatically transported him to the fortress, or if it was just a quick cutaway that he. Well, um, you know, I, it's still a little sketchy on how he always gets there. Now he's obviously got the speed. Now the caves still work as a portal to the fortress of solitude, but th- they just don't seem to like to use the caves a whole lot. Yeah, um, which is kind. Of- which is kind of sad since they've been really bringing back a lot of the Kryptonian elements of the show. It, it stinks, but I understand why they're doing it. I mean, the caves were kind of symbolic of the Fortress of Solitude all along, and then they're like, well, we've got the Fortress of Solitude now. There's no reason for him to be at the caves. Anything he needs to learn, he can learn from Jor-El at the Fortress. There's no reason for him to be at the caves anymore other than a means of transportation to the Fortress. Um, so, But I'm thinking maybe in these last few episodes the caves might come into play, but the crystal transports him there, and automatically as soon as he gets there, Jor-El just pops up, and he's like, hey, that that crystal belongs to Zor-El, and it has no place in this fortress. Yeah, don't, don't even think about putting that in the console. I, I, son, I know what you're doing. Stop it. And he, <laughs> he Clark just, of course, does not listen, and he he's, he's like, I gotta help my mother, and he's like, well, you're, you're too late for that. She's gone. And yeah. uh, that that happened a long time ago, and Plunging that crystal in the console is not going to do anything, which uh, several people have made the great reference in, of uh, how in the Superman movies he always places something so gently into the console of the Fortress of Solitude, but it's always in Smallville. He's always jamming things into that console yeah. or ripping things out. And it's, I, yeah. I guess it's just um, personal preference. Uh, but as soon as he jams that crystal in, we see this beam of light shoot through him and up to a platform in the fortress, and it looked a lot like the beam that shoots through him because of the the hole in the wall that he puts the key in back in Rosetta. That's uh, right, yeah. kind of lifts him up in the air when he's being downloaded with all the Kryptonian knowledge and everything. But this this light forms around this person, and then when she turns around, it's, it's Laura. And she turns around and looks at Clark and says, Jor-El? I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a, a cool uh, reference. Uh, you know that that Clark looks like Jarrell when he, you know, at his age. Yeah, you know, I mean, we see that back in in Relic, and which um, 
Tom is not using a British accent at that point, but you know that's okay. And uh, but she says Jor-El, and he says, "No, I'm I'm Kal-el, I'm your son." And they have this great moment of you know first meeting, but then the camera kind of zooms back, and you see behind the crystals this figure shrouded, you know, and it's we know it's Zor-El yeah. at this point. And then we go to the credits. When we come back, Clark has taken. I thought it was going to be some sort of plot device where. Um, Laura wasn't able to going to be able to leave the fortress. I thought something in the crystal was going to have to keep her there, but um, I'm two for two wrong on that one, um, and I'm, I'm glad I was wrong because both incidents made the episode a whole lot better. But Clark takes Laura to the Kent farm and you know tries to settle her down and ask if she's okay and everything, and he decides to start telling her. She starts talking about Jor El must have found a portal. They're getting me here, but it pushed me forward in time. The last thing I remember was the planet exploding around me. And then Kara comes in, and they see each other, and and she's still talking about the portal, and Kara says, there was no portal. You know, my father put me in a ship, Jor-El put Kal-El in a ship, how are you here? The only way you could be here is through my crystal, and then Kara puts it all together that Clark's been lying all along. Yeah. And, and she gets a little mad at this, which I can understand, because she kind of... She came forward with Clark, and she said, I'm sorry for everything I've done, you know, back a few weeks ago, and she said, I'm sorry for everything, I I trust you wholeheartedly, I'm glad you're my cousin, I really do like you, and I'm just sorry for all the trouble I've caused, and I want to put all the cards on the table, and Clark, who wanted that all along, had, was, you know, deceiving her because he'd gotten the crystal, but I, I still say I don't blame Clark, everybody thought this was a huge twist at the end of Laura, but I still say that I think he did it for the right reason, because... Because I would, I would heed what Jor-El was telling me too. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you had, like, like they had, we're talking through the episode. If you had your chance to see your mom one more time, or even a mom you never even really got to know, you'd probably do you know, pretty much anything, regardless of what anybody told you. Right. How dangerous it was, or it wasn't the right thing to do, or that's not really your mother. Or... Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised uh, Kara wasn't even more upset with Clark than what she was, but. I figure if there had been time for that, um, he, she would have been more angry. There wasn't time for that in the episode. A lot of people felt this episode was rushed, and I don't think it was so much rushed as, and Steve and I were talking about this last night, as it was the fact that it was just so much packed into these episodes that they're having to compensate for it. It's not really rushed. It's more just fast-paced and everything's, you know, bam in your face. There's not time for all this exposition. You know, yeah, they, I think they, it's when, uh, uh, Laura mentioned that, you know, if I'm here, that means Zorel's duplicate is out there somewhere. And I think that would kind of help speed up the, okay, we don't have time to argue right now. That means, you know, we've got Zorel to deal with. Right. Um, so when all that goes down, we get to the Daily Planet with the scene between Grant and Lois. And I really was getting, I thought we were going to find out a little bit more about Grant last night um, since we you know, we may not have too many episodes with him left before the season finale, so I was thinking, well, they need to really up this guy's story soon. What's he doing? What's he all about? Is he working for the Luthers? Is he not? You know, we've had all these theories that he's working for Lex, that he's working for Lionel, and and in the middle of all this has been Lois, who has been wanting to catch Lex in a trap ever since the events of uh, Prototype with Wes Keenan, and who's been continually going after the Luthers, but, you know, he keeps putting the brakes on that and telling her to back off, and now yeah, we see... Don't, yet- don't, yeah, don't go messing with the Luthers, or don't even don't even go there. It's all there, but. Right, and then, so we see yet again, she's she's done an article about um, 
the mayor of, I guess, Metropolis. They don't really ever say. They just say the illustrious mayor. And, you know, him getting caught, you know, uh, in a picture. But she doesn't take the pictures very well with this um, girl that he's seen that's not his wife. And and Grant makes the reference, well, next time you go out, I'm sending Olsen with you. Which I, I, I laughed pretty hard when he said that. Yeah, I popped my head, too, before he even says it. Maybe he should be taking Jimmy with her. Yeah, definitely. But um, you just get a little bit more back and forth between them. Nothing, not really a huge scene. We do see her uh, article from the Inquisitor back from Combat that she wrote that uh, Grant pulls out and says, you know, that's when I could tell you were a good writer, um, it just helped that you were, you know, equally good looking too. So they start making out on the desk and <laughs> she knocks over, as they're making out on the desk, she knocks over a bunch of stuff on the desk right at the same time Chloe knocks on the door so they don't hear Chloe knocking and... Chloe just instinctively still walks in and sees them kissing, and she just slams the door and, and turns around and walks out. And the, the poor look on Chloe's face, I, I didn't know if it was hurt or anger or... Um, you know, and I've been saying all along... Well, Chloe said exactly what I've been saying all along. Does not look good for Lois Lane to get a job at the Daily Planet where she we know she's going to be working in the future based on the pretenses of her possibly sleeping with her boss. And I've been saying that since I heard, you know, Grant was coming to town. And I was just glad they actually said that in dialogue last night. So when we cut back to um, Kent Farm, Kara is up in the loft and we see Zorel fly in from behind her. And, and he talks about how he's a changed man. And, you know, he he didn't, it's not the same man that tried to kill his brother. You know, he's completely changed. And now on Earth they can all be together as a family. You know, her and Zora, her and Zorel and and Laura and Kal-El, even, that they can all get along, and it kind of looks like Kara's, tr- it was a weird balance of trust between Kara and Zor-El throughout the whole episode. It looked like Kara, want- it was more Kara wanting to believe him, I think, than actually believe him. She wa- It was her father. She wanted to believe him as much as she could, but she was still having a very hard time after what she was remembered from the events of Laura. Yeah, it's, yeah, you don't, you really don't know how much you want to follow your father into and does he have a hidden agenda again, or is he, you know, don't really know what, uh, what's going on. And I have to say that uh, uh, Zorel and Zod must have a thing for black. I was going to say that anybody, any Kryptonian on Earth that's wearing black leather, you know not to trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the rule of thumb right there. But we got to my favorite scene of the whole episode is a top Luther Corp. Um, and we're in Lionel's office, and I'm just, I see Lionel, and I'm sitting there thinking, what is fixing to happen here? Because this is going to be oh. awesome. And all yeah. of a sudden you hear you hear this whoosh come in. And Lionel hasn't even looked up yet. And his face, you can just tell by the look on his face, he knows that's not Clark that just ran in the office. And he looks up and it's Zor-El standing over him. And Zor-El says, Jor-El's emissary. There's no way of hiding. You know, the crystals led me right to you. And I just, I stood up and I was like, thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. That that was like the best line of dialogue in the whole episode. Um, yeah, yeah. We've been waiting for you know the whole connection with. Well, I guess it was back in um, oh, uh, Phantom with uh, the talk between Clark and Lionel and uh, uh, Martian Manhunter, where he was mentioning that Lionel was the emissary of Drawable. We never really did hear much else from that. Right, that that scene in Phantom was very weird, because we didn't hear much from Martian Manhunter, 
or how Mind Jor El still has effect on Lionel. But he, you know, he says, you know, he says there as as a speaker on the behalf of Jor El, Clark will, you know, Kal El will listen to you, and you need to tell him, and you need to tell him exactly what to do, or I will kill you and kill him. And uh, which I mean, he didn't really say kill him, but he kind of alludes to that. Which there's this whole Kryptonians can't kill other Kryptonians thing going on um, in the small Smallville universe, but. He's, you know, he says, you know, I, I, you will make him listen to me, or you will suffer. And Lionel says, Lionel calls him by name. He says, No Zorel, which that was another awesome little nod right there. I thought, he says, No Zorel. He says, Kal-El's destiny is greater than you could ever believe, and I won't do anything to hinder it. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna take him off the track he's already been set on. So yeah. he starts flinging Lionel. Lionel's like a rag doll. Lionel just gets thrown everywhere in any episode. He's uh, gotten the crap kicked out in this past few. I mean, with uh, Bizarro, it was, you know, he got flung out of the dam, and then he got smacked in the face with a shovel by Lana, and now he's gotten flung over his office by Zorrell. He's just... Yeah. and the, But as soon as Zorrell's fixing to put the hurt on him one last time, Clark comes, super speeds in the room, and knocks Zorrell back out the window. He falls off the balcony, and you know, you see there's this black blur shoot back up and fly away. And Clark runs out the balcony to see him fly away, which that was really cool too. As much as Zor-El flew in this episode, we never see Zor-El fly. Um, I know they, they were saving budget for for some cool stuff, but there was a lot of those kind of, we're going to use our abilities, but we're not going to show using those abilities this yeah. time around. But we, uh, we cut back to... Um, well, we cut back again, actually, after commercial, and we're back at Luther Corp, and Lionel is being willed out by paramedics, and he, he says, uh, he's looking for Clark, he's telling everybody to find Clark, and Clark runs up and he goes, Zorel's looking for a woman named Laura, you gotta find her, you gotta find her, which, as Zorel's emissary, I kinda thought he might know who's Laura, I mean, he's got Zorel's thoughts, to a degree, he's got, I mean, it's not like... You could either a you could go to the fortress and talk to Jor-El, or b you could go to Lionel and talk to Jor-El. It's not that kind of copy, you know. But I do think that Lionel knows enough things like Zor-El and 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 Kal-El, and he knows enough storyline that he could go to uh, the extreme to say that he knows who Laura is. But he didn't make it sound like he did last night. So um, sketchy on that end. We cut back to the Daily Planet across the street, essentially. And Chloe is um, throwing some stuff in Lois's face about uh, making out with uh, Grant and how this is going to look and how it will affect her career. And Lois is basically just telling her to lay off. Um, kind of a throwaway scene. And then we cut two blocks down the street, and we're at Oliver's apartment. And I gotta use that loft again. Do what now? Gotta make sure you're using that uh, clock tower loft. Yeah, it's gotta say clock tower loft and all things. And uh, got to. Uh, use the set as much as we possibly can. And we he's he's letting Laura hide out there because Zoriel knows about the barn, obviously. He told Kara that this is the first place I expected to find you because he was there with Kara and Laura back a couple well, several years ago, but a couple weeks ago. So, you know, he's just talking about well you just stay here, you be careful and everything. Lana shows up, which I didn't even think Kristen was gonna be in the episode last yeah, night. Yeah, I was I was thinking great, a Lana free episode and then <laughs> here she comes walking in and Laura gives Clark Zorel's blue ring from Krypton, which is essentially blue kryptonite in this ring, much like the red gay is in Clark's high school rings. 
Yeah. And he says, you know, your father got this when he was appointed to the High Council of Krypton. You know, it's it's a sign of victory, and you know, I want you to wear it. Clark puts it on, and his eyes go blue, much like they go red when he puts the red K on. And yeah, yeah, I noticed that. You kind of see him stagger for a second, and Laura says, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm fine. He runs downstairs and comes out the wall, and you see you see Clark, and then way up behind him, in the upper left-hand corner of the screen, on this um, little skywalk bridge, you see Zor-El. And I don't, you really can't tell if he's flying or just standing on the um, on the walkway. But as Clark turns around, to see him, he you hear the super speed, and then he's down behind Clark, close up. And they have a little tete-a-tete about, uh, you know, all being on Earth together now, and how if um, Clark had been Zor-El's son, he would have learned things about discipline and everything, which I wouldn't be like, well, Zor-El says the same thing. But um, Clark goes for his, you know, his I won't let you, you know, hurt Earth move, and goes at him, but his powers have been stripped, you know? He doesn't have anything, and he he doesn't understand what's going on, and and uh, Zor-El says, well, you know, your mother had no way of knowing the way the blue minerals would affect you on Earth, although I did a little research last one of the times, one of my many trips to Earth, he says, and and uh, you uh, you have no abilities, which also it keeps him from taking off the ring. I didn't understand, I never really explained yeah, why I, he I, couldn't remove it. Yeah, that's, that was one thing I was having a hard time figuring out. I mean, like with the red K, it just he was putting it on his own will and left it on. Whereas the blue, you know, the blue K, it was yeah. There was really no explanation why it was still stuck to his finger. Yeah, but they, you know, he pushes him around a little bit and throws him into a car, and he says, "If if you weren't Laura's son, I'd kill you right now." And flies away, and Clark realizes that he's got nothing; that his abilities are gone. Then go back upstairs. And Lana and Laura are talking, and Lana's like spilling tea. She's very nervous, and Laura says, "You know, you seem ill at will. What, what, what's going on with you?" And she says, "Oh, no, oh, nothing." And she says, "No, I see that you're worried. I'm going to find out about the darkness inside you." And I was like, "What?" what? Yeah, I was going now. Now, do Kryptonians have the ability to read minds, or uh, well, she's just really reading into Lana really well. I think she's just a very good judge of character. But you know, she yeah. says, "Just she says, just turn away from it before it turns too late." She's getting all these little talks. Like between Laura and Lionel and all this stuff, Zorel comes flying up there and takes Laura and, of course, throws Lana against the wall because, just like Lionel, she's the rag doll of Smallville. Just in time for Clark to come up the elevator, sees her being flung against the wall, and they take off. Um, and then we cut back to the planet. Clark and Clark comes in talking to Chloe. Clark's you know all bloodied up, and Lana's at the hospital. Um, Chloe is really worried because you know she makes the comment about blood and. Sweat being on uh, Clark Kent's not a good combination. He, he's yeah. talking about the ring. I just can't get it off. You know, you gotta, you gotta get me around. And then she makes a obligatory comment about her Toyota Yaris and uh, and yeah, having, not, make, not be able to make it up to the North Pole. Yeah, not be able to get there. But he just says, you know, take me to the barn. Which I mean, you think about it, you you're used to running around that much, and it takes you two seconds to get from Smallville to Metropolis, and then you gotta wait on a three hour car ride when you're evil uncle has taken your biological mother up to your fortress of solitude to do God knows what. Uh, yeah. Three hours is a long car ride, I would assume. So, um, they make it, they they head off and leave the planet. Then we get a, a pool scene at uh, Lex's mansion. We haven't seen a billiard scene in some time on Smallville. Uh, it's been it's been a while, but this one's actually between Lex and Grant, and they seem very buddy-buddy, and Lex is talking about uh, his work that he's been doing and, you know, how everything working out at the planet, you meeting any women, and 
Lex starts to show his cards that he knows about Lois and says, you get, you can't date her. It's only a matter of time before she put, starts putting the dots together between you and me. So that kind of confirmed what people thought uh, at the end of Wrath, that they were in cahoots just a little bit. But I still get the feeling, I don't know, I, Grant said, the way he was talking to Lex last night, you have never thought he, him to say, yes, sir. Like they just they seem like old friends in that whole dialogue, but then at the end of Wrath, it was yes sir, yes sir, taking care of it sir, yeah, not a problem that. sir. It, and I just didn't get the I didn't get that kind of superiority that he would say refer to Lex as sir last night. But then maybe that's just me. But we cut back to the fortress. Kara is there uh, waiting on Zorel. Zorel comes in with Laura, and they start figuring out exactly what he's up to. And he begins rearranging the crystals to ma- to blot out the sun. And that will eventually just kill everyone on Earth. And now Kal-El is essentially human. He's been stripped of his powers. He will die along with everybody else. But they plead with him, you know, please don't kill Kal-El. And he says, well, I'll bring him into the protection of the fortress. I'll, I'll go out and find it myself. And we cut to the Kent farm. Clark is belt saying, I mean, he's up. doing anything he can. I expected some <laughs> kind of musical montage of ways for him yeah. to get this ring off. And he he can't figure it out, and he's like, well, there's no time. I've got to get to the fortress. Chloe says, don't forget your book. He hands you this book, and he's got a book, like a like a hidden safe book, cut out in the pages of the of of the inside is the octagonal disc. So, obviously, that means he's going, that was our nod, that he's going to the cave to get to the fortress instead of actually showing the cave. Um, yeah. But he, he opens up the book to get the key out, and all of a sudden, the, the sky just starts going dark, and... He goes outside and he says, what's going on? And Chloe just automatically pulls out her Sprint phone, mind you, and looks up the weather report going on right now. And it's supposed to be sunny skies, not uh, sun on fire as much as it looks like. And, you know, he, she says, this isn't possible. I don't know what's going on. He says, well, Zorel must be behind it. So we come back to the planet. This guy makes this really weird comment about, oh, God, if this is the Armageddon, I, I need to go get my dogs, which... I had rewound TV. I was like, what, what did he say? And Grant comes in, and he's breaking everybody up because they're on the bullpen looking out the windows. They're looking out stained glass windows. They can't even see anything. I didn't yeah, understand. Yeah, uh, they were all look, like, they might as well just been looking up at the ceiling. They weren't going to see anything. Really, I'd head out to the street if something like that was happening. But he starts breaking them all up, and he tells Lois to get in his office um, immediately that, that he needs to talk to him. He gets her in there, and they decide to call it quits. You know, they, you know, they first kind of say it at the same time, but she says, we, we just don't need to see each other anymore. But as he starts to leave, they start making out again, so obviously yeah. that's not the case. Um, but we're back at the fortress uh, again, and Kara and Laura are plotting how to take care of Zorel and said, we, we can't let him do this, we can't let him kill Kal-El. Laura pulls out another dagger out of the console. I don't know if that thing's just replicating daggers or what. It's like a 32-ounce drink dispenser at your convenience <laughs> store. She just, he says, uh, she makes the comment that Jor-El was not a man of war, that, but that he always kept a dagger at the house. I was like, well, he kept two at the fortress then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they pull it out, and you know, she says she's going to kill him, and Kara says, no, let me, uh, you know, let me do it. And she charges him to stab him, and and he starts choking her. He lifts her up. He kicks. He throws. And when he pushes uh, Laura back, way far back, and he lifts Kara up, choking her, making this you know this great commentary about uh, how how much this pains me. You know, as your father would do this to you. Clark runs in with kryptonite and charges 
Zor-El and lays him on this table and lays the kryptonite on him. I want everyone to notice how easy it is to get rid of kryptonite in the, in the following few seconds that this happens here. But Clark heads back to the console and Laura and Kara come around and says, it's the crystal, you gotta take the crystal out, it'll stop the eclipse. Which it does, he pulls it out and the eclipse just automatically ends and everything goes back to normal. Everything's all shiny and new. Yeah, shiny, shiny white fortress, not not orange, yellow, polka dot fortress. And uh, he, <laughs> she says, you've got to destroy the crystal. It's the only way it's going to take care of Zorel. And he says, no, I won't do it. It says, there's got to be a way I can contain him and keep you on Earth. And she says, I'm, you know, I'm already dead. You've already lost me. It really doesn't matter. So just go on and destroy the crystal. Uh, Zorel just kind of rolls over, the kryptonite falls off his chest, and he stands up and has his powers again, and I was like, do that every time, Clark. Just kind of kick to the left a little bit and let it roll, and then you just kind of yeah, roll away from it. That's all the technique. That's kind of like, stop, drop, and roll. Kind yeah, of yeah, it's, gotta... that's the, the kryptonian rule, stop, drop, and roll. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> and uh, he charges Karen is gonna impale her on the console, much like Clark did uh, Milton Fine. And he destroys the crystal, which vanishes Zora. I mean, it makes Zorel, Kara, and Laura all three vanish away from the fortress. And he, you know, he's running around screaming out her name. Kara has been transported in the middle of this road. It's pouring down rain. She's she's in traffic. She runs up to the coffee house and asks the girl where she is. And the girl says Detroit. And she says, "What? What's your name?" And she says, "I I have no clue." So Kara has amnesia, and essentially, Kara has no abilities either. You notice she's like banging on that door trying to open yeah, it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's trying to open. She, she she's trying to pull on it. She can't do it, and then she starts beating on the glass. First time she would have knocked on that, her fist would have gone through it. Yeah. So she she doesn't have her abilities either, uh, for the most part. Uh, we find out um, almost a week has passed, and Clark and Lana have a scene uh, back at the barn about um, what you know about whether or not she really is evil. You know, not really evil, but whether or not she can give up the bad things she's done and be the person that Clark believes that she can be. And she says, you know, that I think I can. I just, I don't want to turn that way. Um, which, eh, whatever. We'll see how that turns out in the next following episodes. Um, okay. We're back at the Daily Planet. Lois and Chloe are talking about this article that um, she's doing for the Eclipse. And Grant comes in and tells her, you're not getting front page anymore. So you, you're too late. Somebody else yeah. got the front page story. Maybe if you were just a little bit faster next time, you could do it. And get, get a typing class. Yeah, take a typing class. And Chloe says, well, I guess you two already did the the uh, Dear John, the whole scenario. And she says, yep, uh, you know, took your advice and whatever. And then she gets a text message from Grant that says, I, I miss you already. And then we go to uh, Lex's mansion. Grant walks in, says, I broke up with Lois. I did exactly what you told me. Why are you spying on me? Just throws all these bugs on the table. And Lex is like, it's for your own protection, man. You know, I just if, if anybody found out what was going on between us, things could get really bad. And, you know, I'm trying to protect you. And he says, and Grant makes the comment, I don't need protection from Lionel Luther. I'm not afraid of him. And Lex says, that very well may be. But if anybody found out the actual truth, you could be in a lot of trouble. Your life could be in danger. He says, He says, why is it so hard to admit I'm your brother? And I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did a double take on that. I, I was, I was like, like, do what now? He said, he said, I'm your brother. He said, Lionel Luther is my father. What's the problem? And Lex makes the comment, well, your mother was terminally ill, 
and my father gave you up for an adoption because of that, it doesn't bode well for him to, for him to find out that you're back that you're back around. And he says, for all intents and purposes, your name is Grant Gabriel. And Grant says, no, my name is Julian Luther. And I don't I don't I don't remember like the thirty seconds after he said that because my eyes just went what 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 Julian's dead <laughs> what is this and I thought maybe Lucas got you know reconstructive surgery or something but no he says I'm Julian Luther and apparently Julian did not die um, as we were led to believe at the hands of Lillian smothering him with the pillow um, yeah. and I think that'll be a huge plot point when we return to find out what's all going on about that but you know Lex says not outside of this room. Your, your name is not Julian outside of this room. So we were already like, what the heck right then? And then uh, we cut to the fortress, and Clark's talking to Jor-El about not being able to find Kara. And, you know, he says, well, you, it really doesn't matter. You've disobeyed me yet again, Kal-El. Uh, I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to, you know, it's like he's bending him over his knee. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. The only, thing yeah. I, <laughs> the only thing I can finally make you understand is to learn your lesson is to punish you. And the fortress kind of starts rocking back and forth, just like camera trick rocking back and forth, and the screen just flashes white and it goes to black. Amazing cliffhanger. We have yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I cannot wait to see what the scenario is when Gemini picks back up, uh, you know, here in uh, like 25 days. So, uh, but that was it. Blue. I really enjoyed it. You, you enjoyed it, Stuart? Oh, yeah. I, it was. Uh... Just uh, the whole uh, twist and turns, and then getting out Darrell's little plan, or uh, I'm sorry, Darrell's little plan, and uh, trying to resolve it, and then now it's it's caused almost even more problems for everyone. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this is all resolved over the next um, you know six episodes after we come back. But that is it for our show today. There's not a lot of spoilers going on in the midst of the remainder of the ser- uh, season, not series. <laughs> Keeping our fingers crossed for an announcement for season eight as a result of the short season seven. So we're going to go ahead and take our leave of you this week. Uh, as always, you can check us out at com, our home on the internet, uh, where you can find all the latest shoe news, Smallville news, anything big going on with us and the podcast right now. Also, check out our forums, forums.houseofellpodcast.com. I don't... Um, I don't know, today, and probably by the time this episode gets up, the forums have been down. I don't know why they're not working right now. I'm looking into it. I'm not really sure what the situation is. I think we're being hijacked because I can't even get our email server is down right now, and that's one reason we aren't doing emails this week. I don't have any um, because I can't get into our email account. So I hope all is okay on that front and probably will be resolved by the end of the night. But um, in the meantime, you can still mail us at mail at housefellpodcast.com. And as soon as that gets up and running again, uh, we'll be back to replying to your letters and reading them on the air. Stuart, thank you so much for joining me today. Stuart actually did, I, I know I've said this before, but some people may not make the connection. Stuart did our new AAC title cards uh, that you see down in the bottom left hand of your iTunes window. So uh, we appreciate you doing that, those man. I, I have enjoyed uh, putting those in the timeline since you did them. Well, it was uh, it was a blast for me to be able to work on them and, and working with you on them. So and yeah, uh, Stewart's great. Stewart's also done some uh, wallpaper, one of which is on the website, and we're going to make some more available soon. I think I need to put those in the download section so everybody can find them. But thank you again for that, Stewart. Thanks for sitting in today. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Dirk. And we will be back not next week because of Thanksgiving, but the following week, episode sixty-nine of Starville's House of Bell. We're going to have a 
a special guest host. So we will see you guys then. Bye, everybody. See ya.